Pops, this is your girl, Spicy K. And this is your girl, TK. How y'all doing? Yes, we telling it all. We have another great episode this week. Let's jump right into it. The first um, topic we're going to talk about is the first 48, who you telling on this week. And this week, I am telling on all the people that are in my city that go to the park that says no pets allowed and still want to show up with their pets. It's marked everywhere. It's marked everywhere. You don't see any dog waste thingies. So why are you attempting to keep on coming in here to this park with your dog? Because it's really bad. On, it's really bad on the weekend. Everybody huh? else don't mind. <laughs> everybody what? You don't. I said everybody else don't mind. I'm sure. I said you. No, no people. No people do mind. There's a there's a lady that is out there mm-hmm. with me, and um, she actually told me when I stopped one of the people and was like, you know, that no pets are allowed. And she was like, I'm glad she told them that. She said, because when she was walking, she um, almost got attacked by one of the dogs. So, yeah. People don't like it. And there's other parks in the city that allow it. And then what's crazy about it is probably less than a mile away is an actual dog park. And then there are also other parks in the city that allow you to walk around with your animal. Don't be uh, to my park. I, don't know. I just don't know what my friend has against animals. She just does not fool with them. And it's just, it's just if I, the only animals I supposed to see out there are the deer and mm-hmm. the squirrels. And but I don't know what that I've seen turtles out there. Um but pets, no, there are signs everywhere. No pets, no dogs, better not mm-hmm. No, I'm a, I'm afraid of the deer as well. But <laughs> the thing about me and the deer is the fact that like they are not on the trail with me for the most mm-hmm. part. They're typically off in the trees, bushes, water area. They're not. Out. They are never known to jump right out of the trees. No, they, they do be out there, but I'm saying, like, I know that the deer, like, they don't have an owner. Mm-hmm. The pets have an owner. <laughs> they don't need to be yes. out there. Yes. Like, I understand that the deer is, that's part of nature. I understand that. <laughs> the pet is not part of nature. It's not. And then some people come out there and, like, the city has a whole leash law. Some of the people are coming out there and letting their dogs uh, like they're playing like um with the frisbees and everything. Mm-hmm. Why are you doing this? It clearly says everywhere, no pets allowed, no pets allowed. And then somebody had the nerve to tell me one time mm-hmm. that well, there's no no pets allowed in the back part. I said, ma'am, because everywhere you got to before you got to the back says no pets allowed. They didn't think they had to put pets, no pets allowed in the back. Mm-hmm. Because every sign that you encounter before you got to the back saying no pets are allowed. People are just, oh, they're so entitled. 
But anyway, that's who I'm telling on this week. What about you, TK? People, if you don't, if you have a pet, don't befriend Spicy K. She will try to tell you what to do with your own animal in your own house. Okay. And that's crazy. But anyway, I'm telling on myself this. And I just don't go to people's houses that have pets. Unless I know for sure they're going to put their pet up or whatever. Yeah, they're not going to put their pet up. Exactly. You're just not going to go. Cause, and I'm not going to exactly. put my pet up. Because you, and you, I don't even know if you're afraid. You just evil like that towards animals, ain't you? That's no, I, I am afraid. And you ain't got no pets anyway. I, so, and if I did, if you want to come over to my house and say I have to put my pet away, well, you're not coming over. You will meet where we meet. This is my dog house. And I don't have to be there. My dog ain't gonna bother you. And I don't have to. You take, but you take for action before anything has even happened to you. That's why I get tricked. Like, and it, the dog running around ain't thinking about you. Uh, 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 what you call the, the people? I even call the pound on the people on the damn dog. Dog cat come out, and you obviously know it's somebody's pet that they cherish. Just because you don't like animals, <laughs> don't mean they don't. That's crazy. That's why this the because I think that's the most ridiculous thing ever. I, I don't really don't see a problem. If your pet is outside without a leash, then I don't care the if The dog in question I saw you, where I witnessed you be the police on the dog, was had a leash. It had obviously it ran away from its owner. So it had a leash on it. So it's like you, you come, you're gonna get the dog locked up and the owner gonna be crying just because the dog escaped. It's not even. 12 inches long this dog was. <laughs> no, I, I have called animal I have called animal control plenty of times on um on pets. This me too. I don't care. I don't but care how she gets Chihuahuas have chased me before. I don't have time. I have I have literally called animal control on, on cats, but apparently in my city they don't really be coming out here and picking no. up cats. No. Uh, I, I called, but I called. Yeah, they told me I called. I don't even like cats, and I don't even call the police on. She want them to go to jail. She want them to get away. No, I want you to be a respond. I want people to be responsible pet owners. Yes, you're, and there's all, no, there's you, you no way that you're your pet. Apparently, they escape from you. They're not always obedient. First you of all, if you have like, if you have a cat, leash. If you uh, have yeah. a cat or a dog, yeah. you should know where yeah. your cat or dog is at at all times. Like even in my neighborhood Facebook page, it has been several days where people are like, who dog is this? Who dog is this? Why do you not have your dog in your yard, in your house? It's beyond me. And these are mostly people that are living in the houses, not even the people that are living in the townhouses. You got you you have the opportunity to have a whole backyard, and mm -hmm. your dog is still out front or in the neighborhood running around. Because, Nobody got time. Because of course they don't escape from 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 the houses. Like if, if your dog is in the backyard and digs a hole, the the pet owner is supposed to know that the dog has done this, right? No, I'm just saying. Like yeah, you, you should. If your dog keeps running away, then keep your dog in the house. <laughs> what if it's a one-time thing? What is it the first time the dog no, doesn't know? 
some of these people in our some of the people in the neighborhood Facebook page, they are repeat offenders. Them and their dogs are repeat offenders. There have been several incidents where the person is like, "Oh yeah, they live at the house. Why are they outside without a leash? Why are they outside without a leash?" In and not even on your property, they're on the sidewalk. So if the dog run past you with a leash on, you're gonna be all right. Huh? If the dog run past you with a leash on, you're gonna be all right. No, I'm I'm not gonna be all right if <laughs> that's that's the, the dog got a leash on The dog got a leash on. That's all you if did. The leash better be attached to the owner. If the leash is attached that's to the owner, then it's not a problem. If the leash is not attached to the owner, then that's a problem. He just said the dog was outside without a leash. <laughs> yeah. I'm asking. I'm frozen. But I'm saying, like, which means when I say on when I say a leash, I mean like adult or child or somebody that's capable of handling said pet has to be able to, to be connected to that leash. If they're not connected to the leash, that is a problem. And you call them off. Yeah. <laughs> That's so weird. All right, so I'm telling on myself this week. Lord have mercy. I've reconnected with a friend that I haven't seen in a while. We had a disagreement, got into it, so so to speak. And you know, it was like fuck you, fuck you type shit. You know what I'm saying? Well, it really was just fuck you on my part. You know, I you know I just. And like, you know, if it's fuck you, it's fuck you. Like, I ain't, you know, I ain't fucking with you. I'm real like that. Like, if I say I ain't fucking with you, I ain't fucking with you. And what happened was disrespectful and it pissed me off. And so I was like, cool. But um, this person happens to be quite affluent. And, you know, they utilized my business to get me to a party that he was having. And it was mostly, to, you know, be a guest. But you know, it, it made me realize how much I missed the fellow. It made me realize that, you know, because we talked about the situation. We talked open, straight up. But look, I said you picked me up. I was like, you know what? I, I was at the point at the point in time it didn't really matter. I was going through the emotional shit with my marriage. And I didn't want to hear none of that shit he was talking about. No, no, no. So I was glad that I did that. And so what I said all that to say. Look, man, the people in your life that you know fuck with you, fuck with them back. You know what I'm saying? I mean, you get in the shit, you know, sometimes with people, and it happens. But don't go four or five years. I mean, you know, we'll, at one point in the podcast, we'll be able to talk what happened to me, about what's happened to me in the past few weeks. And I realized, it made me realize that you got a lot of people that, you, that love you and fuck with the folks that fuck with you back. So I really exactly. think, I really think that, um, <clears throat> We all need to take a look at that. Because, I mean, sometimes, you know, people people hide behind the guise of, I'm protecting my peace. Well, that's not peaceful when you don't have the people that you love reign. And that's real talk. Yeah. Regardless of what happened, I mean, come on. Is it really that serious? Now, it could be that serious. I don't know what it is. They could have ate the big piece of chicken. You know what I'm saying? Now, I'll fuck around and not speak to somebody for years. If they ate me a piece of chicken, I want me and my cousin right now. If he he know better than to eat the big piece of chicken in my presence, I don't keep a damn thing cheering. 
I write that. Don't you eat that big piece of food? That's mine. Anyway, but just to say, you know, I want to tell myself for being so stupid. Just letting it, you know, that whole pride thing. I mean, he did the same thing. So, you know, we but he he reached out kind of to me years ago, and I was like, if you could have seen me, that was the exact face I made when I when I got the, the inbox, you know. I was like, what in the world? But you know, I'm glad it happened. And you know, we're gonna hang out, we're gonna get into some business ventures together and do some things, and you know, it, it's it's okay. It's okay to say I'm well neither one of us really said we were sorry. We were just like it was fucked up. We should, you know, we just should. yeah. But you know, okay. So that was yeah, that's, I, I think, know myself. I do think with a lot of people that they let pride get in the way, let let yeah. ego and things like that get in the way. And you're right, when people truly embrace you and love you, the least you can do is respect them and you know do it back. Um, um, I always remember what the preacher said um, about if you forgive someone, you got to be able to put them back in the same position that they were in prior to whatever happened. So yeah. um, that's definitely great. Um, I don't know. I didn't know it was contingent on that. I did, I did huh? not know it. I did not know it was contingent on that. I need to work. No, on I'm that. just saying. I'm just saying. That, so, you know, I, I I think we still belong to the same church. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you changed your membership, but I, I I know I still belong to that church. Um. Okay. So, but yeah. So he said that in order to forgive someone, you got to be able to put them back in the same position that they were in originally, and it's hard to. You don't, you, you ain't been in church in a while, so. <laughs> I must have been gone that day when he said. You, you ain't been in church in a while. I don't even live in a city and I still go, I still listen to the sermon on YouTube. So I don't understand in done. real, in real not time. More than, not more than me. And I just went to church last, last week. I well, pass by that all the time, way more than you. Money. Sunday before last. Okay, you passed by, but do you yeah, go like, I said, like I said, don't tell me. <laughs> <laughs> do you go in? Do you go in? Do you go in? Way more than you can. Yeah, because you live in the city. I don't live yeah. in Alabama. Why would I be going and stopping by? But I'm not, not dedicated. You're not a dedicated member. That's what first of is. all for me to for me to live in Tennessee. I have been to church. Mm -hmm. This this year twice, mm -hmm. but I listen to it every Sunday. That's right. And, like and how many times have you? Started. How many times have you showed up? Two or three times a week. <laughs> how many times you been inside? I don't go inside. The spirit fulfills me from my adjacentness. <laughs> Whatever. I, I'm not I'm not dealing with you right I'm now. I'm sticking with it. So I'm just because I'm dedicated and you know. Don't say man. Don't say Do you I'm serious. I be sending you leaks sometimes when your your friend be uh preaching. Anyway, let's <laughs> hey, big up to like does he preach at, at the same church or is it somewhere else? Because it looks like a smaller area. I don't know, but sometimes he preaches like sometimes he's the one that's preaching. He's not the preacher, of course, but sometimes yeah. he's preaching. 
And so anytime he's preaching, I normally you know be like, hey, your friend preaching today. And I normally try to send you the link because I know you wouldn't know. Because you mm-hmm. don't be watching church. If it's on the board outside, I see it. So don't do me. You like, send me the link. Send me the link. Send me the link. Send me the link. Honey, like I said, they got a whole YouTube page. That's where I watch it. Mm -hmm. They even got a whole Facebook page that they go live, and it's there too. Whatever. I watch it. I see. I see. I see you watch it. I be watching you while you watch it. Yep. (laughs) Makes no sense. Okay. Whatever. A little creepy. That's weird. (laughs) <laughs> but I I be seeing when you react and watch and you tell me so that's what I'm saying. I know I hardly, been, I hardly ever make any any comments when I'm well, watching. I know it has been watched by one of us when you had watched it, so there it was enough watching this. Hmm. I'm Amen. 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 That felt good right there. That sounded like a felt like a sermon right there. Yeah, you like that? You like that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, whatever. Um, so we'll go on to our next uh, segment, which Amen. is cool when they do it. It's a problem when I do it. And if you're not familiar with this particular um, segment, this is pretty much something that um, tends to be a um, little controversial and mm-hmm. also tends to have a racial element uh, associated with it. So this one is about the um Cal- this is about California um having a panel to basically recommend um reparations um, okay. for people that are descendants of uh slaves. So um it hasn't they have approved you know the recommendation um and of course it's now um I believe sitting in the um, the state senate, I believe. Uh, so, what are your what are your thoughts about this, TK? Well, my thing is, <laughs> it says it comes with reparations and an apology, right? Yes, it's going to be compensation and apology. That is correct. Okay. Why well, apologize if you give him money? What you mean? Why well, apologize? That's, it's, that's the thing. Reparations is what is old, based on suffering, based on you know what. Just we just concentrate on the state of California has profited off of slavery. I mean that's I mean that's basically what what, what everybody's asking for, the 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 money that this country was bit that that earned profited as we built this country as slaves is what reparations is for. It's just compensation. It's not. Oh, we're so sorry. I know this is what you're give it here. Why, why are you apologizing for it? Because because that's the part that I, I wouldn't want. Like I mean, I don't want you to apologize because the thing about it is with reparations, what's going to be asked from us, or sorry, not us, I don't live in California, or the people that receive reparations, is that you can't mention this again. They're going to expect you not to say, be able to say anything about this or 
nothing happened. We have compensated you for what you said your people went through. I don't um, think that I don't recall reading. That's not. I'm going to put this be a requirement. Like, and they're not going to be like, you can't speak about what I'm saying is. That's what's going to be the expectation is. So anybody, anytime, like. It's one re it's one thing to say you owe me because we went into business together and then you cheated me out of money, right? But this was 400 plus years of cruel, inhumane treatment. Now, I'm going to tell you the reason why I'm on this is because I just got finished and I was still in the process of listening. I'm in chapter 41 of Uncle Tom's Cabin. And I was wondering why this was required reading for some in elementary school. And I'm trying to figure I, I really want to get to the end of this book to see if there's even some possible way that this could have taught our children how to be. Because if, from what I'm reading and what I understand, I remember going over it or mushing through it, you know, in my early childhood, but I never really got, you know, the, the bread of it. So now that I am, you know what I'm saying? And this was something that, so, the way that we were treated pre and post civil war you you're basically saying okay here you go we, we this is what we're going to need this hush money that's how i feel we're going to give this hush money that's what you want to do you have to shut your ass up about it and we don't want to hear no more forms on well, this is how they treated it. this is the reason why they're technically going to make it an even playing field based on whatever they think this conversation is going to do for us. So they're, they're saying that this is an even playing field, which it isn't. The conversation is probably not going to be anywhere near what it would be based on today's, you know, prices or whatever. So, you know, it, it's, it's a lot of things going to be left out of it. So I don't, well, I don't think it'll pass through the Senate. California is a rather liberal place, but they bought their money. They want to keep their money too. You feel me? Yeah. So it's it's like, you know, like I said, I wouldn't, as a Californian, I would not turn it down if I were them, you know? I, I, I wouldn't balk about it. I wouldn't do nothing. But you're not going to silence me with this money that you think that is something that compensatory to what I've gone through as a people still and what my people went through that built this country. Like this doesn't seem like a this doesn't seem like an NDA type thing, you know, non-disclosure agreement. It doesn't seem like one of those type things. It's something like it would basically be no to me in my mind, it's no different from a class action lawsuit. Um, you just can't really just probably like go after them again. But I don't I don't think it's anything about like you can't discuss it because part of the reason why they're also apologizing um, is because of um, the things that happened even after that, that put, that still put Black people in a disadvantage, you know, um, mm -hmm. you know, them trying to restrict voting rights, them trying to, you know, make it that, you know, you're, you know, redlining your districts and things of that nature. So there were a lot of things that happened afterwards that still had an impact because, you know, you can't go to these schools, you can't do this, you know, it's a lot of things that happened that made it to be that Black people were still at a disadvantage 
and it was just a lot of things that were put in place that never gave black people the ability to even be on equal footing because it was always unequal. Right. Um, so I believe an apology is definitely necessary um, because, you know, there's still people to this day that still, you know, feel some type of way about, you know, Black people. It doesn't matter. A lot of times, you know, people still, you know, it, people still in this day and time that you can be educated, you can be all of this, but you still sometimes for a lot of people because you're Black that is automatically seen as a negative. Right. Uh, so, you know, I think an apology says like, hey, we were wrong. Um, you know, these are things that we did that, you know, put Black people, you know, steps behind. Hmm. You know, for Black people to, you know, especially they're, they're stating that, um, you know, Black women tend to be the most educated um, group. Um, so even for that, like, that took a whole lot of, you know, perseverance to be able to do that. You know, just think about it. You know, we love University of Alabama. We are road tired. Okay. But, you know, um, I think not too long ago, they had the, I can't think of the person name for nothing in the world, but they had one of the people that had just came into, you know, went into, um, got accepted into University of Alabama. And that mm -hmm. they had all of that, um, I think about a couple of weeks ago or whatever, you know, they were mentioning things of that nature. So that's people that were trying to get an education and you telling people that they can't even get an education. You see what I'm saying? Like at a public school, you know, that happened, you know, doing our parents, you know, time. You see what I'm saying? The governor of Alabama said out there said these niggas can't go to school at the school. And that's what I'm saying. Like, that's what, yeah, and that's that's what I'm saying. I'm like, that's the crazy thing about about it is that like this, the things that have happened is not so far back. Like <laughs> this is, you know, yeah, like this is pretty much like the recent past. You know, I know when um, the whole picture came out with, you know, Jerry Jones and all that stuff. I don't know what school that was at. Um, but, you know, that's what I'm saying. Like people are talking about some of these situations where people were being blocked from, you know, colleges. And then people also still in the housing industry, um, people were still being, um, if they believe that a black person has been in that, you know, it's the people that are at that house and on that house, they get a lower appraisal than a person, you know, a couple that is white. And there's been, you know, situations where people are literally sending in or removing anything that shows any kind of ethnicity um, that relates to blackness, um, having to remove that or having to ask a, you know, white friend or white spouse or white coworker to be able to 
be at the house when the appraiser comes because they know that that means that the appraisal is going to appraise it typically correct or either possibly even over. But they know that as a black person, you have to be careful because you may go in there, you know, you may have an appraisal and you know, your house is worth a hundred or 200,000 less than what it should be worth. So, you know, those things are still happening. Um, so at least people would know at that point with an apology to me that like, oh my goodness, so things have been wrong because some people don't believe, there are people that don't have problems with or don't see any kind of issue with like blackface and things of that nature. Like I have seen this on Facebook and stuff like that amongst people that I even know they're like, what is the issue with blackface? And I'm like, you you don't understand. And we know they don't because when you read stuff like (laughs) Thomas Kevin, they don't understand. They don't understand why these people, uh, us, which is us, why these people feel the way they feel. They feel like, oh, it's hilarious. It's funny. Yes. <laughs> no, we always, we've always been a laughing stock to y'all. Fuck out of here. And then the thing about it is, is that like, when it comes, because, you know, this always, you know, it's not, obviously it's not Halloween, but especially when it comes to Halloween and things of that nature, um, people are like, well, it's, it's Halloween. Um, I was Cindy Lopper, Lopper a couple years ago. Uh-huh. And I did not have my face covered in white whatever. First of all, I like this inappropriate. Uh, right. First of all, because you're lying. Um, <laughs> but I I didn't have to put, you know, any white makeup on or anything like that. Like, I just basically had colors and things that she would wear. And that was it. Like, I didn't have to, you know, paint my face white in order to be like, yeah, I'm Cindy. No, I didn't have to do that. Like, so but, if you don't but, have to do that. Like, about, you don't have to do that. Like white, like white girls. You said what? I said, what about movies like White Girls? That's a movie. Right. That, that's, is, like they just said, it was Halloween. The, the same, you just gave up a line, it's a movie. First of all, that was a, uh, that wasn't even makeup. That was a whole like prosthetic silicone type face. Even worse. And it was a movie. And it was a movie and it was just Halloween. So, so you think so? Are you saying that you think blackface is okay? No, I'm not saying blackface. Yes, I'm trying to figure out if if we do it to them. Look, it's cool when we do it, it's a problem when they do it. Hey, let's flip it around because Uh, that was a movie. Yes, I am talking about people in their real actual life. I'm not talking about a movie. Let somebody come out with a a movie called Black Girls with the black girls playing, uh, white girls playing black girls and see on how they jump all over them. Well, also, you wait, hold on. You also have to understand a couple of things as well. Um, make me understand a couple of things then. One, a lot of comedy for comedy's sake would not be appropriate in this in 2023 um you know 
based on several different things, not just race, just a lot of, you know, people always mention, you know, Kings of Comedy and Bernie Mac, and that's true. A lot of things that he said in the Kings of Comedy, if he were alive and said those same things today, he would be canceled or at least not have endorsement deals or have those removed and things of that nature. So you like, so again, it's, no, it's it's totally different to mm-hmm. me. To me, it's totally different because of the fact that it was the movie. Doing new blackface, they pulled. You up said what? Ain't nobody for real doing no new blackface. They pulling up stuff from people's past. No, there are no, no. There are literally I, um a school, a high school or whatever. They literally had a whole bunch of people just doing blackface. Literally, like maybe a couple weeks ago, I can't remember exactly what city. I feel like it was a private-ish school. Maybe it was public, but I feel like it was private-ish. Uh, but yeah, that happened. That the people were literally out here doing blackface. That's what I'm saying. Like there are circumstances that you're talking about that people were doing this. Like that's what I'm saying. Like back in the day, mm-hmm. I'm not even talking about that. I'm talking about real today. People are showing up, putting paint, ashes, whatever on their face and being like, and also saying I'm the N-word. That is happening today. Oh, no. Okay, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Time out, time out, time out. So, you're, okay, I think we're talking about two different things. Because when I say blackface, I'm talking about that stuff where they got the real dark, black paint with the big bug eye you know what i'm saying they do stuff like that like when they actually doing that as funny as halloween costumes and stuff so you're talking about these people that's actually you know tanning their skin and you know doing that no I'm not talking about, no 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 i'm not talking about people that are tanning their skin i'm talking about people that are literally putting black paint or black whatever on their face and then being like i'm the n-word or being like or being some kind of caricature of a black person. I'm talking about these and I'm talking about current day. I'm not even talking oh, about wow. like the, you're talking about like the minstrels and stuff like that. I'm not even talking about that. I'm, I'm talking, not, I'm about talking about like, that's what dressed up like, yeah, but nah. I, I see what you're saying. Yeah, I ain't heard nothing. Yeah, I don't know about if I've heard anything mm-hmm. like that, but yeah. Oh yeah, it, it, it happened. <laughs> Yeah, no, I'm not talking about, like, I'm not even talking about, like, back in the day, back in the day. Because also keep in mind that if I'm not mistaken, some of those people were also Black. They just had additional, and I could be wrong. I could totally be wrong. Um, But I think some of those people were also Black, but they were, like, over-situating, you know, their lips and stuff like that. Um, as well, so I'm that's why I'm like when you're talking about like white chicks, I'm like, what, like, you're talking about a movie, I'm talking about real life, like, I'm not even talking about <laughs> that's why I'm like, I'm trying to figure out where you were going with, you know, like because I said, the white know, they, they, they I'm just talking about real life, I'm not even talking about entertainment for like a movie or anything like that. I'm literally talking about people, what people are doing in real life. Most, well, you just said, the most black people, people that I know that play in hollow that you know for Halloween that are playing a a traditionally white character or, or whatever they are not 
out here putting on white paint or white makeup to do so. The only time I've ever seen anybody put on any kind of white makeup if it's someone is playing a clown and that is it. Nobody's putting on white face to, you know, like I said, you know, to be Madonna. They're just rocking Madonna outfits, you know. They're inspired by Madonna and rocking Madonna type outfits, attire, you know, hair and things like that, but they're not going about and putting any additional, you know, white makeup or whiter or lighter makeup to be able to accomplish that. They're not doing that at all. So, yeah. I, I'm just saying, I'm, I'm not seeing it. Not saying that it doesn't exist. I'm just saying I've never seen it. But I have seen where white people have you know, in this day and time, dressed um, as a Black person, which you can dress as a Black person. It's not a big deal. But once you start putting, you know, the makeup on or the paint or whatever, I I don't know what you're using. Um, yeah, that's what I'm saying. That, that's what I thought you were talking about. Like, I, the instance of what you're talking about was also done for entertainment. Didn't you say they were in a play or something like that? No, 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 no. I'm talking about present day people. Right. Maybe, I'm talking maybe. about present day people that are still doing that, like teenagers and stuff like that, that are and probably even older people, college students. Um, so adults, young adults, I guess I should say, that are going and doing this. And again, the situation that I'm talking about that happened at the school, it wasn't even Halloween. And they were still out here putting on a whole black face and saying the N-word. So again that's what I'm talking about I'm not even talking about anything that's entertainment related I'm talking about like what people are legit out here doing there's plenty of people that have been especially you think about like little kids they've been Cinderella they have been you know all kind of princess Disney princesses and some things of that nature um, and they are not out here putting on white makeup they're just not doing it. No. Yes. Yeah, like the little kids, they're not, you know, they're not, they're going out there, you know, Elsa, they're not going out here. The black kids are still going out there and being those characters, but they're not, their parents are not putting them on any, any white makeup. They're not painting their face white. Right. They're not doing any of that. They're going out there in, you know, Cinderella gowns and going trick-or-treating or having a princess party or something like that. They're not, they're not doing that. Right. Right. Well, I mean, in it because technically it's not required. It, it wouldn't no. be required. But sometimes they feel as if they should be able to do because that's that's what's funny to them, because they're making fun of us. That's that's what it is. To us, we're we're playing the character. We're embracing them. We're we're taking upon the the what whatever it is and making and pushing ourselves through that. They can't do that. They're 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 when they do stuff like that, it's because they are trying. You know, not I'm not saying that they all do stuff like that. But I'm just saying the ones that do are actually trying to be offensive. Of course. Like it's 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 ridiculous, 
but they think that that's what they think that's funny. That's how they entertain each other. See, that's what the problem is. The next one never says, "Hey, that's stupid." We're the ones that say, "Hey, that's stupid." The next one is always like, "Oh, ha, 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 oh, ha, ha, ha." You know, they think it's funny because that's what it, it, I'm telling you. It, it will benefit everyone within the sound of my voice to to listen, reread, or listen to audiobook style Uncle Tom's Cabin. It will explain everything about why they feel they should be able to do and say whatever they like. It shouldn't be a problem. They, that book details in ex, excess of how they felt like we were second-class citizens. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. it explains why they are the way they are. Now, the, the next conundrum in that is, how can you blame them for being the way they are currently if that's how they were raised? Generation to generation to generation that we, whether they say it in front of us or not, are not equal to them. Well, a lot of people don't want, you know, um, I end up on TikTok and Mm -hmm. watching an old clip of um, basically a family had moved into, because again, this is is also part of the problem. Uh, like redlining and also people were making it that if you sold the house you could not sell the house to a a black person right they had to be a white person in order like that's how the deed was set up and everything that like if you sold the house it had to go that's why I'm saying like there are so many disadvantages that has happened Hmm. so they were it was a basically a black family that moved into the city I think it was somewhere in I think the last name was Myers of the black people and this was somewhere I believe in Pennsylvania I could be wrong but I believe it was somewhere in Pennsylvania um and one of the ladies were talking about the fact she was saying like well um well what's going to happen is like if they start living in our neighborhoods they're going to think they're just as equal as we are right and I was like, someone really said that out of the mouth. But because she was emboldened to do so because she felt like other people um, and some of the other people in her neighborhood felt the same way. And they were like, they wouldn't even know any better. And eventually, someone would basically end up with, you know, a black son-in-law or a black daughter-in-law. And I was like, well, this is real bold. But again, during that time, um, Mm -hmm. along with the fact that people were around her that made it, that emboldened her even more. So the thing about it is, is that just because there are so many people that just because they grew up a certain way, that's not how they continue to, you know, see the world. Most, I would think that most people um, would learn, grow, and evolve. Um, As you get older, as you deal with different experiences, you know, you will see it. And she mentioned like, oh my goodness, they just need to be more educated and da-da-da-da. And they were literally talking about the fact that he was, I think, in school to be an engineer and um, 
the his wife was um, a college educated degree black woman mm-hmm. and she still felt like they needed education and people were like she probably didn't even have education which you know could have been correct I don't know but mm-hmm. it's just wild to me um, and like I said I think an apology will go a long way in my personal opinion the money would too because like I said it's not necessarily equal footing personally in my own opinion I feel like that you know, for some of these people, maybe they can, you know, pay some student loans or something that could help as well. Um, Or something, you know, something of that nature. Um, But I do think that the apology is necessary because, you know, some people still don't don't believe that that is really a whole issue. Who you want the apology from? Every person in the street, every white person. No, 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 Just like a statement, like, Mm-mm. no, it's just going to be an apology because you're basically going out to me. A real apology, basically, is also corrected action on behalf of who? Every every Californian that's going to be in, you're going to no, be like, no, oh, it's just basically like to me. I would see it more so as of. You know, we apologize for, you know, redlining, da-da-da-da, like listing some of the things that has occurred um, that truly were unfair. Okay, and so yeah, if they continue to happen. Each and every one, I can see. But they're not going to do They're going to say, all the tragedies and atrocities that have befallen you as a people. Well, we don't we don't really know what the apology is gonna look like, but I'm just saying oh, you asked me what I think the apology should look like, and I'm that's what I'm saying. I that's what I believe the apology should look like. I feel you but, but but who's it gonna come from? Just the state officials on behalf of the state of California? Yeah. The people whoever whoever is doing the um the pan, so it may be governor, maybe somebody that's on this committee. I don't, I don't know which, I don't know who would it come from, but more than likely it would, you know, come from some kind of official. I, I would think. And that would make you feel better. Well, I'm not in California, so they're not going to be sending it to me anyway. That's what but I'm just saying, like I, that's where I, that if I'm just thinking that I'm just saying that. No, I'm just saying that I believe that because you mentioned that you don't think the apology is necessary. And I'm telling you why I believe, which is why we are called the ops. I'm telling you why I believe because it's my opinion. Right. And that's that's what I'm saying. And I'm asking, that's why I'm asking the follow up questions because you you say an apology would be something that you, that that would, apology means that, you know, they're, they're saying that they're sorry for something. But the people that are saying they're sorry are saying it on behalf of a lot of people that are probably not. So it's like, is is it a sincerity there, or would you rather have each individual Californian come up to you and say, "I'm sorry"? No, that's weird. No, it's not. It's just as weird as as apologizing for everybody on behalf of everybody, and that that's not how everybody feels. No, but I'm just saying, like, but that you're from from what I'm gathering, the state of California understands. From what I gather, the state of California understands that 
things that have happened um, in their state mm-hmm. has been a direct um, correlation. There's a direct correlation to what they have allowed and what happened in California to descendants of slaves mm-hmm. um, to happen that caused them to not be on equal footing. Right. So that so you want that's to- why, that's why I'm saying like these are you know we apologizing for you know apologizing for like redlining and for this that and the third that's why I'm saying it I'm thinking that it would be in more details that's why I said that. right so you want to itemize itemize line of each and everything that they're apologizing for right well that's what a real apology is you don't say I'm sorry because I hurt your feelings you sorry because I did blah 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 blah. They're not going to list each infraction. That's what I'm saying. They're not going to list each infraction with, and state what they're apologizing for. It's going to be some kind of general, generalized mumbo jumbo to tell them, you know, that they're they're sorry. Here's your money. That's what I feel. Well, what I'm saying is like that's what I'm saying. If that's what it's going to be, you can miss me with that. That's why I say it's not necessary. Because that's like because there, if there's no sincerity in an apology, is it really an apology, or does it even make you? Is it not? Supposed well, that's to why I said. Uh, that's why I said my definition for me. My definition of a real apology will have some kind of detail in it. I apologize for a redlining, not necessarily saying that like I apologize because Sue Beth won't allow Catherine to be at house. Da 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 da. <laughs> like that's what I'm saying. Like it's not a good kind of detail. Like it's more so of like you know we apologize for redlining. You know we apologize for blah 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 blah. It doesn't have to go into all of those details, but it can be a lot lot more specific than just saying we apologize for slavery and also some you know also for Jim Crow era da 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 discrimination. Like no, like it could. Still go in a little bit more detail than just generic. <laughs> what, what if they hit you with the hit you with the I apologize for slavery in the aftermath? Here's your check. How you gonna feel about that? To me, that doesn't sound like a real apology. Right. So then, so then, but they still gave you the check. So if the yep. apology is contingent, I mean, if the check is contingent on the apology being accepted. You know, I'm just I'm just talking junk. I'm trolling you now at this point. But um it's just I just I just think it's it, it wouldn't do me no feel good. Like the money gonna make me feel better than the apology will. So just gonna let me get that about you. Mm. So anyway, let's just move on to another topic. Uh mm-hmm. for the sake of time. Um we can do this other well. No, we'll go ahead and do this. We'll we'll just have to change out some other stuff for the sake of time. Um, so the next topic is going to be um, because this is Mental Health Awareness Month, the month of May. Um, we are going to talk about um, the TikTok dad Bobby Moody, basically at um, age forty six, happened to. Um, kill itself, unalive itself, also want to say warning. Um, and I'll definitely make sure I post 
that trigger warning um, when I upload the episode. But um, but yeah, so pretty much what happened is that apparently, I'm not really sure if he lost his job. I haven't figured that part out. But basically, um, he was on TikTok. He had, I believe, over 300,000 followers. He had over, I think, like 18 million likes and things of that nature. Um, and, and he ended up basically killing himself. Um, he had a wife and three kids. Um, and what's really odd about this is that when I was getting ready to pull it up to sing you an article, yeah. so we can have the same reference point. Uh, and then if you choose to do any additional research, of course, you can do that. Um, but I couldn't think of his name. But when I put in like TikTok, um, you know, TikTok person suicide of, you know, I was actually surprised that so many people showed up. Right. You're definitely not the only TikTok star that has taken that life. Yeah. And, you know, people are always like, because um, I remember this happened after, you know, Twitch um, passed away um, from suicide as well. People were like, but he looks so happy. And I'm like, these people are posting, <laughs> you know, 30 second minute or so clips of them dancing or doing whatever um for entertainment purposes pretty much only and like people really be going through a lot of stuff like you know yeah. people it, people don't put themselves on tiktok i'm sorry what was that i said people don't put themselves on tiktok well, people don't really put themselves for real on social media anyway like People are putting, you know, the highlight reels. People say that all the time. People are putting the highlight reels on here. People are not really putting their true authentic self because that makes them vulnerable. Yeah. Like, even for us to be able to share our opinions and things of that nature, a lot of people wouldn't necessarily do it because it makes them vulnerable and, you know, and they don't necessarily want to be, they don't want to do that. So, especially giving your real opinion, your real authentic self, you know, people don't do that. People are definitely, you know, doing highlight reels. Um, and anybody can fake anything for a minute or two. You know, there's plenty of times that, you know, and I've seen content creators say like, oh, I didn't necessarily stay at this hotel, but... I went to go take pictures at this hotel, given the illusion that they stayed at this hotel. Right. Or going out and renting a vehicle, given the illusion that this is their lifestyle and it's not their lifestyle. I can't remember what I was watching one time, but people, they were saying that like the person had so many followers. I don't know what platform it was, but had so many followers, but they didn't really even have a place to stay. They were going from their friend couch to their cousin couch or whatever, you know, they were basically couch searching, searching and people would think that they have money. A lot of these, if you don't have, to me personally, if you don't have brand deals or have some kind of way 
to get money, especially TikTok doesn't pay like that. Right. That's what, the, and that's what they're looking for. They're looking for the next, the next viral thing. Because again, we have examples here of how people are making money off the internet, and that's a rarity. Like it's not, it's not one in a million. It's one in twenty-seven million, or two hundred and seventy million. Let's say that's going to get. Uh, deal off TikTok to, to where they can sustain and support themselves. Okay. Yeah. But but, this but no, stuff, you can't make money from you can't make. Don't get me wrong. You can't make money from social media platforms. Right. I'm just saying that it takes a combination of a lot of things. Like it takes brand yeah. deals. It takes you know selling your own products. Like it it takes a lot of other things than just being on a platform with right. a lot of you know yeah. And it's it's constant. Like I'm gonna tell you from just from poor perfection, I couldn't keep up with the you know creating the content, the algorithm. This and other, you gotta do that. You gotta make it. You gotta do it right to make it pop. Once you hit, it's hit. But yeah. You do it right. You know up front. I mean, you gotta do it right to get it to make it work for you like that. And it's it takes a lot. And then maybe he did lose his job because he's now dedicating all this time to making videos with his family and stuff like that. He lost his house. They yeah, and, yeah. Home, home. He hadn't told his wife nothing. So this man, and I, you know, I noticed you said trigger warning in the beginning, but this man has left this woman now to fend with three children on her own, and she didn't even know how much financial ruin she was in. Like they ain't got no money. She ain't got no money. Hopefully they got life insurance, but guess what? It ain't gonna pay out. You know why? Well, he took his own life. No, well, wait, hold on, because that's that's a common misconception that a lot of people make. And well, that's a common misconception. You know, my my background, my background. I'm not speaking for everybody. I'm not speaking for my company or anything either. But based on the license that I do hold, um, based on the license, I'm saying that there there are there are insurance policies that do pay for suicide. Um, a lot of people think that they don't pay for suicide, but that's not correct. Some policies do pay for suicides. Um, you just have to have your policy for a certain length of time. You can't go buy a policy today and then go off yourself tomorrow and then think the policy is going to pay. No. Um, so that's a common misconception that people have that, and not. I'm not saying not, I'm not saying all policies do that, but I'm saying there are policies that do pay if you have had the if you have had the insurance long enough. They will well, we pay. We don't know like here nor there if they had this said coverage, but what I'm saying Correct. is right. let's let's go on the assumption. But I, I just didn't want I just didn't want people to think that you would never get just because he took his life. That means it's that not likely. it's not likely. We don't know because we don't know what kind of policy and 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 from what I understood yeah, yeah. from from what I think the wife or daughter or something say they don't even know what he did have and didn't have. Um, apparently, he was living a lot of things and I'm assuming in secrecy because when your house gets floor foreclosed on, it got to the point that it was you know it was already auctioned off. Somebody had right. already purchased it. So right. typically, when you that do happens. that, you have to. It has to go on, um, like in the paper. They yeah. don't, you know. So 
there is a lot of things that, you know, were involved in order for your house to get foreclosed on. And it wasn't just like, it ain't been just like a year or nothing like that is what I'm saying. It wasn't just like, okay, I stopped, I didn't pay February bill and now March. Right, <laughs> right. that ain't how mortgage like, works. Yeah, that's not how that works at all. So it, it, it has been a while that he's probably, you know, and then that's the thing. And I'm just going to say just from experience, it's, it's awful to for, for the person that loves you to find out things after after your death. Let's just say that. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's, if, if I can tell anything, anybody, anything right now, the, pe- the person that you love romantically in your life, mm-hmm. let them know things. If they're secrets, get them out the way because it, 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 after you die, yeah, it's horrible. Okay, so I ain't gonna go that way. Anyway. Yeah. But yeah, it, it, it's can, can we attribute can we attribute Okay, trigger warning. Can we attribute the suicide to always to mental health? And I say that because it it the reason why I say it can be mental health related is because it takes a lot to take your own like because you like that's the end. You see mm-hmm. what I'm saying? But people sometimes get so fed up with stuff like that. The the financial stuff that I have to deal with on my level is I hate dealing with it. You know what I'm saying? I'm not going to say it's enough to, you know, where I want to, you know, okay. But it's, I I hate dealing with it. But if you got it on a macro level to where you got a, you know, family you about to to have going from pillar to post because you don't know what's happening and you done let things fall through and then you done probably made some bad investments or gambled or whatever you, you're about to lose this for your is that just you know i just don't want to deal with it I, I don't want i don't want to say the word the c word but you know what i'm saying is it is it mental health related i don't like I don't is there a pill that you could take in if the behavioral sciences that they could prevent you from doing that I think I think when it comes to suicide, it could be a lot of factors. Um, mental health being one of them. Um, also, not mental health issue being a one of them. I do think that there are emotional and mental things that are not necessarily like classified as like depression or some kind of other mental health issue disorder. Um, that can attribute to it. Um, I think when it comes to that, like it could be, you know, emotionally being, you know, considered a failure. You see what I'm saying? So, um, that more of a mental thing, emotional thing, not necessarily mental health, like diagnosis or disorder type thing. But but then I'm also not a mental health expert either, so it could fall under that category. But yeah, I do think that there's other things that could possibly, you know, embarrassment for a lot of people mm-hmm. is heavy. Um, um, but does, that, you know, does, that, 
thinking that they failed their family is heavy. Thinking they failed themselves is heavy. Like that, that's emotional, that's mental, but I don't, it's not necessarily potentially a mental health issue. Like it's not like, you know, schizophrenic. It's not like depression. It's not like one of those categories, but. That's um, what I would call the behavioral science part of it is what I would call mental health. That's what I would refer to. Okay. When it comes to this other stuff, I would consider it emotional, but ha- simply because it's matters of the heart, which is a figure of heart and not heart, heart. It's more of the brain. So I guess that's why it's uh, related to the mental health side of it. But can you really, can you really ease or can you really treat that? Well, that's what I'm saying. But like, it's also hard to know what a person, because you don't, you don't wear mental health like that. You see what I'm saying? Like Mm -hmm. it could be because you also have to understand that mental health issues also be, can be a chemical imbalance in the brain. So we, you know, you don't know what it could be. I think it would just be just as simple as, you know, the football players that have CTE or CTE and stuff like that. Um, so they they can't find that out and figure that out until after that person has died. So that's why, so that's why it's hard for me to say, especially as a person that don't know everything about mental health as it is, other than some of the basics. Um, We don't even know half of what our brains can do. Yeah. And so we don't know necessarily what all, because if he was hiding this information, he could have been hiding the fact that maybe he was clinically depressed. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, not having a job, that that puts you in a, you know, a situation. Um, you know, he I didn't, have a, job. I didn't have a job for several months last year. Right. Um, oh, and, okay. you know, it, there were several things that you know personally put me in a dark spot um mm-hmm. last year thankfully thank god i got over it and i got better uh, mm-hmm. but and so i i don't i was never to any point that i wanted to do anything like this but at the same time i was also in a different situation that i wasn't concerned about money like that you see what I'm saying mm-hmm. so um so it's just it can it triggers a lot of people a lot of times you know people like they say fall from grace um, right. and that can be a hard pill to swallow if everybody is looking to you to be their guiding light and you have nowhere to turn to um, you know, ha- you don't have anyone to vent to. You have to look inward. You have to base it on your faith. You have to, you know, lean on God. But if you don't have any faith, who are you leaning on then? So it's a lot of situations that could put people in an even darker place to the point that they feel they have no other option. And that's sad that mm-hmm. anyone would feel that way, um, especially someone that, you know, does have, you know, a wife, does have kids, um, right. you know, but I can't speak for him or anything like that because when I don't know him, 
but I I know that it gets dark for for people. Um, I actually um, I actually have a little cousin that did commit suicide. So um, some year, couple of years ago. So it, it's a touchy it's a touchy subject. Um, I also have several family members that do have mental health issues. Um, so that's why I'm saying like the brain works how the brain works. And when it doesn't work, it doesn't work. So it's hard to say that this particular situation with this person especially if they was hiding something that is very public, like a foreclosure, there is no telling what else they were hiding. Um, no telling so what that, else. That can be seen in the paper and everywhere. You said, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, it's in the paper. Like, they, you know, they have it there. So that's what I'm saying. Like, it's very public knowledge. Um, so for him to do that and then for the house to already be auctioned, and everything, even that takes several weeks before, you know, the notice. Yeah. To the so even that takes several weeks. And then also it had already been sold. So literally they it's were probably supposed to be out of the house or close to out of the house by this time. And you still are not mentioning it to your family that we no longer have this house. So that's not to say that this person could have definitely been seeing, you know, mental health professional um, or dealing with, you know, dealing with something, you know, he could have been dealing with, I don't know, but some kind of me medical issue and that causes issues with your mental health as well. So anything could be going on and, you know, because of HIPAA, they're not going to, none of these providers are going to have the ability to say anything about it. So give it to your spouse. Unless the person had, you know, something else that's, you know, able to be, you know, spoken about through the autopsy, any mental health treatments or, you know, any conversations will never be made public, will never be made or, you know, spoken of because that's not how any of that works. So I don't, you know. But are there several other aspects that's probably involved in suicide? Yes. But at the same time, we don't really know, um, especially if he didn't write a note or anything. Right. And even if you did write a note, who's to say you were still going to be honest? You know, it's just. So that's, the, that's the debate. Are you still yeah. you do this without explanation or are you. Uh, totally unselfish because you are taking your own pain away. This is for you. Like, yeah. there's so many questions about that. Like, we all, all we can think about now at this point is about his family and, you know, his wife and family. But yeah. everybody takes away the, you know, what the person that actually went through was feeling. But I, you know, I'm not a, you know, definitely not an advocate for it, definitely, you know, I think it causes a lot of pain to the family. And I just wish people, hopefully you all think about that. Like if you, 
people would rather hear you talk for hours than to go to your funeral for one. Yeah. So oh no, I definitely I I definitely agree. Um I definitely also think like you know the I think that leaves a lot of mental issues on the family and people that you were close to um, because now there are people that, you know, kind of like survivor remorse. Um, there are people now questioning everything that they could have possibly done differently right. that would have, you know, that could have, you know, helped you make a better decision or what they feel was a better decision of you not killing yourself. Um, because clearly at that time, you know, they are saying that for them, that is the only decision. Um, so, you know, that leaves a lot of things. And then, you know, you have, I think there was a 18, I think the girl was 18 or 19, the oldest one. And I think the youngest one is like 10. So then you have a 10 year old that's basically growing up. Um, and I believe that was the daughter. I think he had two, three kids, a, a daughter, a son, and then a daughter. So you have, like I said, now you have like a 10-year-old that pretty much is going to have issues more than likely um, because one, her father isn't there. Two, she's going to be growing up without a father unless, you know, there is another father figure figure that is available made available to her. Um, so that's going to be a lot of layers of trauma that she's going to have to deal with along with everybody else. Your spouse is going to be dealing with it from a perspective of like, you're, she's more than likely, and I know personally, I will feel betrayed that you had everything, all this going on, and you chose not to even tell me. Like, I am the person that you are married to. I am the person that, you know, that loves you, hopefully unconditionally. Um, so if you couldn't be vulnerable to anybody, you should have been vulnerable to me and should have been honest and open with me. And the fact that you felt like you couldn't do that, to me, that would be even hurtful. So I don't, you know, that's just my take on it. Um, so like I'm saying, it's a lot of layers of, you know, and then you have the daughter that's in college and, you know, she may be like, oh, you know, especially if they were paying for her college, maybe she's now feeling, you know, like I put too much pressure on them to pay for my college when I could have just got a loan or a scholarship or something. You see what I'm saying? Like, it's so many layers and so many things that these people are going to have to unpack to deal with everything that that has occurred as a result of him committing suicide, basically. Yeah, you're right. We'll, we'll probably get the details here over the next couple months the way we always do, you know? Yeah. Yeah, because apparently all of them still got a TikTok page. All of them still got a TikTok page, so. But yeah. Um, so we'll go ahead and go to one more topic because um, it is kind of getting kind of late. Um, 
So why do people choose a partner um, that doesn't necessarily align with their preference? Um, and I see it all the time. I see people mentioning like, oh, I don't want to, I don't want a person with weave. I don't want a person with eyelashes. I don't want a person with a lot of makeup. I don't want a person with this. I don't want a person with that. But then they go out and find the person that looks just like that. Hmm. Hmm. Um, so, so, but how do you feel about that? Well, I think yes. Uh, it, it's because their priorities change. Like you can, you can say who and what you want all day. You can create the perfect man and woman all day in your head. Mm-hmm. If you turn down every person that is not that then you turn down everybody. So people people's priorities change and their needs may change. So it may not matter to them as they get older that somebody has weave or eyelashes or whatever, you know. You know, you know, black men go through I want a natural sister. You know, I wanna yeah. you know, I want a cocoa butter queen. You know what I'm saying? They want all that, they want all that natural but you know sometimes you you, you can't get that and have a, a manifestation of what you want as a partner. If you if, when your your priorities change, and the fact is, when you get older, you want partnership. You have to start thinking more about what I can deal with in twenty years than what I can just deal with for a few days. Because I'm telling you, that changed me a lot. Yeah, I know I can't deal with a lot, and you know I'll leave in a second <laughs> if you get on my nerves. That was years ago. Now I have to think differently because, uh, you know, I'm looking for a partner, and just because they chew loudly or they do something that irritates me, because I, you know, I throw you away if you wear your hat the wrong way. You know what I'm saying? Where you, you know, anything, and it when when it it, it takes away your options. So sometimes you might have said, you know, a tweet five years ago, I will never ever date this type of so and so and so. And then five years later, you're walking down the aisle with that very same so and so and so and so. That's because, you know, that person had something in them past the, the physical features or past the intellect level or past the financial level that you require. So it happens all the time. You you know, you say you tell yourself what you want, and then sometimes you talk yourself out of what you can have. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And that I, I don't know if I made that up or if I heard that somewhere. But mm. you, know, you definitely can do that. So people be true to yourselves, but don't underestimate the fact that somebody that may not be visually appealing to you could be the best thing that ever happened to you. Now, I ain't telling you to go out here and chase down the ugliest dog in the street, but you need to, you know, be mutable. How about that? If you don't know what that means, look it up. Be mutable. Well, and, okay. well to me, attractiveness is, is, is relative anyway. Um, I never really look for looks. 
do not get it twisted. I don't want you to be ugly. I also what? don't find that many people ugly. Uh, but I want you to be attractive to me, easy on my eyes. Um, and that's all that matters. I don't really care what anybody really has else has to say. Um, but you need to at least be, you know, attractive to me. Um, but I do think that once you get older, there's a lot of things that you don't necessarily care about. You care more about values and beliefs and things of that nature as opposed to physical things. Um, and at least that's what I would think, or at least that's how I, well, I've always had a hodgepodge of people that I've dated. Um, they, they, you could never tell the people that I dated because they look all different. Um, <laughs> so, um, but yeah, so you definitely, as I get older, there's definitely things that I care more about um, than me in the past. Um, in the past, I don't think I cared. Um, I don't care. I don't think I cared so much about your um, relationship with God, but now I do. Mm -hmm. um, now to me, that's, I'm not going to deal with someone that does not have a relationship with God. Um, if you don't believe in that's that's not going to work for me. Um, if you, you know, don't have a kind of personality that can make me laugh or cheer me up or, you know, things of that nature, I'm not going to, I'm probably not going to deal with you. Um, so I do think that, you know, some of these things are like the same things. And I have, I've noticed that there are certain things that I care about and I always cared about. And then there's things that I didn't care about um, that I care about now. Mm -hmm. um, the only thing that I would say that um, originally <laughs> I never wanted to, even though I date, definitely dated people um, that have had kids, I never really wanted to date anyone that had kids. But the older that I got, I realized that that possibility is probably non-existent. Um, so therefore, I don't really, you know, then I had to be like, okay, so um, how many baby mamas I got to deal with? Because I'm not dealing with too many at all. Um, so, you know, just different things like that. But I think for me more, your values, your belief system, like your worth ethic, a lot of that thing, a lot of those things are more <laughs> are more important to me now than, you know, than you not having kids or something like that, you know, because like I said, I'm older, I'm over 40. So the possibilities of you not having kids is rare. <laughs> not saying it don't exist, but I'm just saying um, the person I'm currently in a relationship with has a child um, and that's fine with me. You know, one child, one baby mama, I can deal with it. You know, um, I also I also do pay attention to the interaction um, and how you feel about 
um, like the child's mother. And I always never understood why people don't care about that. Because I've always cared about that. Because I'm like, if you is treating your baby mama that your child's mother or, you know, wrong, then what if I'm ever in that situation? Like, people don't never want to put themselves in that situation. People always think that they're the exception. What if I'm not the exception? So if I'm not the exception, I cannot have you being disrespectful to your baby mother because what if anything happened and I become your baby mother? Are you going to treat me the same way? Yeah, I can't get it. I can't. I can't have you treat them any kind of way and then expecting me to be the exception or like you know me personally. I never want kids outside of being married. Like I never wanted a child unless I was married. Um, I want that child to be conceived within a marriage, not me getting pregnant and then getting married. No, I want to, you know, conceive the child in the sanctity of marriage. Um, but I also understand that I wouldn't want anything to happen, but at the same time, if something did happen and things didn't work out, I need to know that you, you know, you still see your kid, you know, you want to see your child. You want to spend time with your child. Like, I need to know those kind of things because I don't want to be in, in a relationship that anything goes wrong, goes left. And then I am also your child's mother. And now you are treating me like you have shown me that you have treated your other child. And now I'm surprised. Nope. There's no surprises. You treated me <laughs> the exact same way. I am not yeah. the exception to the rule. And I, to me, that's a that's a big thing to me. Um, I definitely pay attention to how, and there's a lot of people that, you know, I just going to be honest. I think there's some people that think that I would have talked to them, um, but I see how they treated their baby mama. And to me, that would never work because Again, I could also be in that same situation. A lot of people think so short-sighted that they're thinking like, oh my goodness, we're in love. He will never do that to me. He would never, da-da-da-da. And then the next moment, you know, you're in that situation and you're like, well, why are they not taking care of their kids? You was helping him not take care of his kids when y'all were together. You wasn't, you know, you could have did your part. Don't get me wrong, I'm not saying that um, you have to do any of these things, but I believe you being an extension of them, you should also be an extension to them as it relates to their child as well. So you should also be helping and facilitating them to be able to see their child more, spend more time with them, because obviously you're in their life. You need to also be in that child's life as well. So I think it's really odd and bold of people to be like, you know, um, I can't believe he would treat me this way, but yet and still you were helping him avoid paying child support. You were helping him not see his child. You were helping him tear down his, you know, child's mother. Like you were helping doing all of these things. And now you're shocked and surprised when you were a contributing factor because whether you want to believe it or not, who you have as a partner helps you or hurts you. 
And so if, like I said, if you're in that situation and you know that this person wants to see their kid and really wants to do them, you know, do these things, you would you would allow that to happen. You would help facilitate that happening. Um, and when you don't do that, again, you can't be shocked by these people's behavior because you have allowed it. You have not contributed to it being different, any different. So you can't, and like I said, people so short-sighted, short-sighted, they never believe that that will be their situation. I truly believe that once I get married, that is it for me. Like I am married to that person and I don't ever like want to be divorced. Uh, I want it to be that like we really was out here to death do us part. Um, and hopefully that's a, you know, a long time away. Um, but at the, you know, but the, but the other reality of that is that anything could happen and now I'm left potentially with a child and I have to do what's best for me and my child and I can't let you not be responsible because you were responsible in making that child. You also need to be responsible and continue to nurture and help protect provide for your child just as I should. Um, but like I said, a lot of people don't sit that way. And a lot of people end up, you know, being baby mom number 15 and wondering why, you know, little Ray Ray ain't over here taking care of his responsibilities because when you was with little Ray Ray and he was on his, you know, 12th child, 12th baby mama, something like that, you were out here, you know, telling him not to pay her child support or not to do this and not to do that, not to go get those kids, not to, you know, say something about who at the house and all this stuff. Mm -mm, you can't, you can't be that way. So. Mm -mm. Nope. You just gotta, you just brought in an awesome segue into a movie, the movie that taught me something. Yes. And I'm going to tell you, it's called Some Kind of Wonderful, circa 1987. Oh. Now, imagine young Thundercat as myself. Out oh. here, um, you know, it was cool. Like, you got the androgynous chick that's the, you know, she. this is who she is. You know what I'm saying? She dresses like she dresses. She acts like she acts. You know what I'm saying? She lives to be herself. But the guy that she's in love with wants the popular girl, the pretty girl, you know, the, che mm -hmm. the cheerleader. But she actually wasn't a cheerleader. She was a tennis player. Okay. But she was from the same side of the tracks, which was the wrong side of the tracks, as they were, the guy and the androgynous girl, right? Okay. And... The guy and the androgynous girl have been best friends forever since they were kids. And it was just thought of that they would be together, right? Okay. But then, you know, she went through her little tomboy face. So I guess everybody thought she was gay and everything, you know. But what it taught me is that she stuck through 
to what she wanted and who she was. And ultimately in the end, you know, I want to say love conquers all, but my boy got what he wanted. You know, he the girl that he liked, he got everything that he wanted with her. And that wasn't enough. Mm. And so if you change who you are because you think that's what's right, you yeah. never ever be with the person, the right person that you're supposed to be with. It may work out in some aspects, but the things that really matter. Yeah. Like, like, I don't think people think about that. They think about, ooh, they're hot. Ooh, they're they're popular. Everybody wants to be Mm -hmm. her. Everybody wants that girl. I want that girl. For what? What substance has she shown you? And she over here parlaying with the the let's just call it the 902 crowd and she come from uh you know over here on the wrong side of the tracks yeah she's not comfortable with who she is and pretends and fronts that she has certain things so they'll think she's cool she can't even date who she wants to date because they they dictate her her life her social life you know what i'm saying this is in the 80s yo yeah it is 10,000 times worse now. So the lesson that I learned from this movie is that stick to who you are. The person that you're supposed to be with will definitely find you. Now, you're you going to beat yourself up on some, on some, on some, you know, people in between. Yes, because you, know, you, don't, you don't know they're not what you want until you know. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But if you stick with that, knowing that it's not something that you want who suffers in the long run yeah i, said, well, I suffered for a short time people are like did you give it enough time like did i give it enough time to suffer yeah it was plenty like you don't i mean you you, you get an idea of what you're going to be dealing with for the next 30 40 years that's not what you want and it's okay people People used to say, oh, you divorced. Yes, I, I did give my word. And that's all I got in this world. It's my word. And I, I believed on, on June 8th of 2018 that I was ready to be there in, in full force. You okay? In full yeah. force. Okay. <laughs> in full force for the next 40. Let's go. But I was lying to myself. I felt the societal pressure. I was 40 years old with no wife, no family, no anything. And I felt that's what I had to have. And I grasped a hold of what seemed to be the perfect thing for me. Yeah. And what do I know about myself at all? Because I was wrong, totally. But that wasn't for me. And I just had to learn that lesson. And that's all it is to it. So you're going to beat yourself on some, some, some people in between the time you find your person. Yeah, but, but take it easy on yourself. So that's what I that that's my lesson. Be yourself. Take it easy on yourself and trust yourself. That's my TED talk. Well, that's awesome. Well, we're wrap. This is a wrap for episode seven. This is your girl Spicy K, and this is your girl TK. We out. We out. We are the ops. We're telling it all, and we're out. 
Have a great day.